the college basketball experience elite eight Sunday preview and picks episode on the sports gambling podcast networks presented by WinBet. The WinBet casino is now offering a hundred percent deposit match up to a thousand dollars for new users. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. We're also brought to you by Stable Duel. Stable Duel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as 25 grand with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And last but not least, we're brought to you by us. Yes, the SGPN app is live in the App Store and Google Play Store. It is free to download. It is your home for all of our free picks and podcasts and content. So grab that thing today for free and let it ride. Hey, this is LeGarrette Blunt, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Welcome, welcome to the College Basketball Experience Elite Eight Sunday episode preview in picks. My name is Colby Swinging Database Dan, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick. Nobody knows nothing. Somebody knows. Double the price, but no one touches Dundee. <laughs> the best time of year continues on. What a day for hoops we've had pretty much every day. I feel like um, currently watching the, uh, the D two national championship between Northwest Missouri state and Augusta. It's a six point game. Augusta has been coming back. Uh, it can't get enough hoops. I don't care. D two, D three, sign me up. This is the college basketball experience, baby. Um, and yesterday, well, I just hit on a 13 point dog, giving away St. Peter's on the money line. Boom, boom. What a one of only four people to call that. Um, now I did lose on uh, UCLA and I thought that was uh, obviously kudos to North Carolina with the crazy K- you know, Caleb loves game. And they just, I feel like they stole that game played great. They played great, but I thought UCLA some bad coaching blunders down the the stretch. I don't know why they were going to Jaime Hawkwes um, in the biggest possession of the game instead of Tiger Campbell or Johnny Jazang, but they did, and they are now home for that. Um, and then uh, I was on. I mean, I mean, that, I mean, the Providence game they covered for us. They didn't hit, but uh, great teams cover. Ed Cooley, shout out to a great season for the Friars as uh, as Kansas moves along. Um, got the cover there, and then Miami Iowa State. That was the hardest game to forecast. I probably should have went Miami based on the experience. I went Iowa State, lost there. But shout out to Jim Laranega, the only coach to take two double digit seeds to the Elite Eight in the history of college basketball. That is getting it done. It's easy to see a tide turn. And now we have in you know, the, the games happening today, Houston, Nova, Arkansas, Duke, which I I've already previewed that on an episode prior. Go check it out. Me and the wolf of Oakland. We're hitting those things. 
So now it gets us to Sunday's action. Um, Miami, Kansas, 11 20 AM on the uh, West coast. Uh, what is that? Two twenty on the East. <laughs> tough to do tough to do math sometimes. Um, this is a, I mean, first off, how about this? In the elite eight, we have what two double digit seeds. We have a, a, a two mid majors. It's great to see the pulse of college basketball is is is. I think it's I think it's the best time we've been in in a long long time as a sport. I I think it's even better than I know the eighties and nineties. Everyone highlights college basketball, and I love those that era too. But it was way more powerhouse driven. The transfer portal has been a, an equalizer. I think in many ways. You look at this Miami hurricane team, you know, without transfers like Jordan Miller and uh, Charlie Moore um, to name a few, they would not be where they are. Um, you could make a case, even Kansas with Remy Martin, not coming in there. Uh, they would not be where they are. Um, Houston, several transfers on that Houston to Arkansas, same situation. Now Villanova is one of the only teams that didn't go anyone in the transfer portal. Really? You could say the same for Duke. Um, but yeah, and Carolina, I guess as well. Uh, although they added, they added a few, but um, th- this is what's so great about the sport right now. And this is why college football needs to open their fucking minds because yes, you know, more games is always good. A fair sport. Uh, you know, gives the teams that are good by definition that win their conference a chance. And when you do that, magical things can happen, whether it's, you know, Houston in the final four last year or, uh, you know, St. Peter's is run. I mean, oral Roberts made the sweet 16. I mean, we've hit on this at a ton of episodes and it's not necessarily the, the, just because, you know, you didn't win the championship, which who knows what can happen. We've seen it. We've seen it happen before. But um, yes, I mean the best games sometimes aren't the games, the championship game, and we want more games. It's just a no-brainer. But mid-majors have won it before. Look at UNLV with Larry Johnson and Stacy Augman, and I mean Butler came mighty close two years in a row, about a, an inch, an inch away. You've seen it time and time again. Gonzaga uh, was close in a matchup against North Carolina a couple of years ago. It, 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 Indiana state, Larry bird, you could go on and on and on about how many different it, it's the more games, just fairness, be fair, you know, but let's get to today's games. Like I said, Miami, Kansas, this is an interesting matchup because uh, Kansas, you know, they normally kind of shoot themselves in the foot. It seems like more times than not based off their talent. Now the analytics are going to line all the way up with the Jayhawks. I would imagine let's go through it. They're both tied for 21st in the nation in field goal percentage, which, Hey, there's that Um, the pace Kansas plays at a, at a faster pace. Miami's uh, 195th in the nation at that pace, three point shooting, actually pretty, pretty even as far as threes per game. They both average 7.1 threes per game. Um, Kansas has made more threes on the year, but just barely um, at three point fill, uh, f- uh, percentage, Kansas is at uh, 76 in the nation while Miami's at 138th. Now free throw percentage, Miami holds the lead there uh, at 89th in the nation compared to Kansas at 140. And we saw Remy Martin miss a bunch of those free throws down the stretch. 
Uh, rebounding though, Kansas is a much, much better team. But I, I wonder if Jimmy Larinaga is going to dial something up here, much like you know Auburn was a much better rebounding team than Miami, and and Miami blew them out the water. Um, assists. Kansas is the better passing team. Steals. Uh, Miami is the far better team. Uh, taking care of the basketball. Miami, the far better team, seventh in the nation, taking care of the basketball. Kansas, 150th. That is something I circle out the gate here. Um, when it comes to true shooting percentage, they're right there, neck and neck, tied pretty much. Um, a slight edge to Kansas. And uh, when it comes to defensive rating, Miami, 245th, Kansas, 71st. That is something to circle because they're both good offensive teams. They're both top 45 offensive teams. It's the defense that could be key for the Jayhawks. But I'm wondering Jimmy Larinaga. First off, who do you give the coaching edge to? I, I know bill self has a national championship, but I think Jim Larinaga is the better basketball coach. If you ask me, I know Kansas fans will probably hate me for that one. I think uh, some of the jobs that Jimmy Larinaga has done, I, I thought uh, that's not a knock on self necessarily, but uh, the Bruce Pearl game uh, against Auburn completely outcoached him. I thought, and we've seen it when he took Mason to the final four and beat a bunch of teams that year. Mason's run, I think was probably one of the most unbelievable runs in the, in college basketball history because of who they beat along the way, Jim Calhoun and and a loaded Yukon team, Tom Izzo and a talented Michigan state team, Roy Williams and a talented North Carolina team, Um, uh, Greg Marshall and a talented Wichita state team. That was a unbelievable run. And, but I thought a lot of it, he did with coaching. And we'll see. I, I'm so intrigued to see. Does Larinaga try to play small ball here? Does he does he uh, do the same uh, game plan or similar game plan? A similar game plan, I should say, again, like they did against Auburn, which is is go four guards, one big with uh, what Sam Wardenberg, potentially, potentially. And if if so, does Kansas match them with that, or does Kansas try to you know utilize Jalen Wilson and David McCormick? Or do they they rest one? And do they go with Akbaji, Christian Braun, uh, Harris, Ed, and Remy Martin? That that remains to be seen. But it, it's going to be an interesting matchup because of uh, that alone. And these guards for Miami have been firing. Cameron Mcgusty was was just killing it um, against Iowa State. And that's another thing is the experience factor. You look at the, this Miami team, you know, Cameron Mcgusty is a senior. Charlie Moore is like what, a, like a 10 year senior. I feel like uh, Isaiah Wong is just a sophomore, but, but he's a damn good player. And then uh, Jordan Miller, the, uh, the George Mason transfer uh, he's a upperclassman as well. So the, they're a very experienced team. The, the hurricanes are obviously Sam Wardenberg also is, is, is a senior, the kid from New Zealand. Um, and yeah, uh, Kansas has some experience too. I mean, I feel like these are two of the more experienced teams in the nation with Akbaji being a senior. Um, uh, David McCormick's the senior. Um, what I think Remy Martin is a senior. Yeah. Um, so they have a slew of seniors too. Um, this one should be an awesome game. The current line that I'm seeing is uh, Miami getting six over and under at 147 and a half. Money lines at 220 for the Hurricanes currently. Um, yeah, I think you take the points. I think you take the points. I think Miami can play for for a one game, uh, you know, ceiling here. And if it was a seven game series or something, I'd probably lean Kansas. 
but um, for one game with the way Miami hasn't been turning the ball over. And I wonder if they can neutralize Kansas and keep and essentially have them, uh, you know, McCormick, I guess only plays about 22 minutes a game, but if they can get him on the bench and also if they can neutralize Remy Martin, he's been crafty. I thought that that three point foul shot was a crock of shit yesterday. I mean, if that, to me, if they're going to call that, they got to call the, the Durham foul in the, the possession before, but um, he's efficient at, at doing that. And, and that is a skill. So, you know, down the stretch, he has been a difference maker. Can that continue on? I'm, I'm going to take the points in the hurricane though. And that 147 and a half, the total I'm going to lean under, I'm going to lean under here. I'm going to say, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like Larinaga is going to play them. He'll have something dialed up. Uh, whether it's small ball, whether it's uh, maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe a full court press. I I'm not sure, but I feel like give me the under in this game at one forty-seven and a half. Um, don't love it though. Don't love it. But I, I get my, I feel better about the Miami plus six. So and that game, uh, by the way, going on in uh, Chicago, Illinois. So that's another thing is Kansas will have the home crowd. That's the scary factor, as You saw the other night, look like there was a home game for them in a way. Um, that's scary a little bit, but I'm going to take Larinaga plus the six. Maybe you might want to wait until like right before tip off. Cause this, this line could go up six and a half or seven. I could totally see that, but uh, I'm going to take the hurricane next matchup two Oh five PM. St. Peter's, the Peacocks, taking on North Carolina in Philadelphia, where this place, I got a feeling it's going to be very pro St. Peter's. St. Peter's is catching eight and a half points currently. The money line's at plus 300. What I hit what was at five, 580 the other night. Uh, over under at 137. The Peacocks have been playing ball, and uh, I feel like people are starting to realize that this is not a flash in the pan. This is a team that's been good all year. The MAAC was up with Iona, uh, St. Peter's, Monmouth, even Siena was decent. Um, it was a better conference than they got credited, to, you know, uh, to be by Ken, any analytics shit that's out there. And this team can play. And obviously, you know, we're on the verge. I think the whole world's thinking, oh, Duke Carolina Final Four, first time ever in the in the in the postseason. Coach K going out against Carolina potentially. If he can get past Eric Musselman in Arkansas. Well, that remains to be seen. I I, I think North Carolina um is in a good spot here. Um because they're bigs, but that's been the story all year, really or since the tournament has started, I should say with St. Peter's, it was Oscar Toshiba is going to get his and destroy them. Right. And it was uh, Zach Eady and Travion Williams are going to get theirs and just destroy him. St. Peter's is too small. Well, yes, Armando Baycott and Brady Manick are, are great forwards in the college basketball world. And the way Caleb love was shooting the other night, holy shit, watch out. But I, <laughs> I, I'm, I still uh, like to me, if you're beating all these teams, St. Peter's can play and it's, it's, it's their dogs. There's a reason why they've had this success. Yeah, they, they won uh, against Purdue without uh Indefo or whatever you get fouled out, you know, early on in the second half, I felt like, and they still, 
rallied. Um, Doug Eater didn't have the most gigantic game against Purdue. He made some big free throws on the stretch, but they did it without it. It was more so Daryl Banks and Matthew Lee, um, and the and what the the two brothers. Those guys were making key plays, and that's something that we should highlight. St. Peter's is like a hockey team. They have twelve guys that average uh, nine minutes or more, just about. So that has paid off really, really well in this tournament. And Shaheem Holloway is, is continuing to look like a genius. I thought that defense was great. Really focusing, uh, you know, go the full court press, dropping back into the zone. I feel like Purdue could never get into rhythm. And I, I expect them to do similar stuff with them taking on the Tar Heels. Um, I don't know why. I mean, yes, uh, could eventually could they get blown out? Sure, but North Carolina. Let's let's not look. They deserve credit for being where they are, but let's not forget. In my opinion, North Carolina got a gift being an eight seed. They they did not have the resume of an eight seed to me. They got that off name brand, and they got placed in a bracket with Baylor. Now kudos to North Carolina. They had like a twenty five point lead against Baylor. But Baylor, we knew shit. We had Jay Billis on the show, and then we knew that they were a team that uh, none of us had going far because of the injury situation. Um, they did get Marquette in the first round. They looked great. They blew the shit out of Marquette, but Marquette was two and eight in their last ten. Back, you know, back their way into the tournament. Kudos to North. Like I said, I, I'm not talking bad about North Carolina in a way. I mean, I, I guess the narrative I, I am, but I'm saying they were misseeded to me. They were misseeded and they benefited off that. Now they still had to win the games and kudos to them because they look absolutely great. I mean, that UCLA game, I, I felt like UCLA was the better team until about three minutes left. And then, and then Caleb Love just hitting threes from half court. Unbelievable performance there. And they sh- they won the game outright. And I'm not trying to devalue that win, but I do think St. Peter's can hang with them. Obviously the Baycott situation is going to be huge. These guys a force. We'll see what Holloway can, 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 you know, deal with, but honestly, St. Peter's can play with all these teams. I, 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 I don't see the, I don't see how they can't play with It's like, okay. Them and Houston are two mid majors. I expect both to be able to play with any team on any day. They could beat any of those teams, any of them. Um, so I'm going to take the points, eight and a half points. I'm going to sprinkle that money line at plus 300, despite knowing that Duke Carolina is on deck. And I'm sure TV execs want that uh, shit. I, even I am going to be happy to see that. Like, I mean, I, I'd be more happy to see St. Peter's move along, but if I'm going to get St. Peter, if I'm going to get Duke Carolina for the first time ever in the NCAA tournament in the final four, sign me up. Great. One of the greatest, I think it's the greatest rivalry in, in sports. I don't think there's anything close to it. Auburn, Alabama, maybe, but you know, uh, Duke Carolina has just been, I mean, army Navy, maybe football, but uh, Duke Carolina with the amount of players they've had in for decades and decades and decades and decades. So that would be fantastic. But uh, yeah, I think the key to the game for what Carolina is, can they, I, I almost think Purdue over, over uh, emphasized going to the bigs. I mean, Trayvon Williams got hot in the second half and they, it was a real big problem for St. Peter's, but Jaden Ivy, they didn't let him play his game. And now some of that is credited to the Peacock defense and just staying on you like dogs all game. But also, uh, 
Also, I, I thought, you know, Purdue may be over focused on getting it to Edie and Williams instead of just running their game. And we'll see if uh Hubert Davis, you know, maybe says let's just play our game, guys. Yeah, I, I would still highlight if I'm Hubert Davis that we gotta, you know, have Baycott, you know, as as our, our main guy. But I wouldn't overdo it. I mean, Carolina seems to be incredibly hot right now, despite the loss in the ACC tournament. Why not? Why not? Um, however, I'm going to take the eight and a half points. I'm going to sprinkle the money line. Now the over unders at one thirty seven. I lean under. I lean under. Look what look what uh, St. Peter's forced Purdue into three point shooting wise and turnover wise yesterday. Uh, they got the job done. And I expect that'll probably go on some more foul trouble is always going to be a, a big issue in these games. And uh, yeah, I, 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 I lean under here. So, and if you look at all the analytics here, which I did for the other game, so I feel like I got to hit here uh, pace UNC plays at a much, much, much better pace or faster pace. I should say not better, but faster. Uh, they're the better field goal percentage team. They're the better three point shooting team. Um, now they are uh, North Carolina is the 19th best free throw shooting team in the nation. St. Peter's is 241st, but I circle that because I want to say, and I don't have the numbers in front of me from yesterday, but I believe St. Peter's was 13 of 14 from the free throw line or 12 of 13, something like that. They only miss one free throw. Well, that's basically throwing these analytics out the window then, you know, that's, uh, and that's kind of what they've done in the tournament. Um, rebounding. Now St. Peter's is a good rebounding team. They're just not as good as North Carolina. North Carolina has that edge. Um, when it comes to steals, though, uh, St. Peter's has that edge. Um, turning over the ball, though, North Carolina has been the better team all year. At, at they're not a uh, you know a, an elite team on, uh, at protecting the ball, but they're better than St. Peter's statistically. And uh, offensive rating charting at 39th for North Carolina. St. Peter's 243. Now here's the thing: North Carolina's defense charting at 185. St. Peter's at 15th, which is similar to like what we saw in the Purdue game. The, the, the stat lines are the uh, based on the numbers here. So we'll see if North Carolina's defense can step up and, and stop St. Peter's. I can't wait to watch this one. This is why sports are the best settle it on the court, not in the, uh, in the committee room or whatever the hell you want to say the hotel room, um, settle it on the field or on the court. This is what sports are for, you know? College football sells itself short with this shit. And we see it time and time again. I mean, uh, the game deserves to be played in all these games. St. Peter's proving that they were well worthy. I mean, at this point, can you even, can you even question that makes you wonder what, what would have happened had Iona and Monmouth been in this tournament? Cause those are two damn good teams too in that conference. So it makes you think, um, but yeah, I'm on St. Peter's. Do, do we dare? Do we dare fuck with a plus 300 St. Peter's uh, ticket and a plus 220 Miami ticket? Maybe just sprinkle a little bit, a little bit on that. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm on the St. Peter's. Uh, look, it's the year of the peacock. We're doing this thing. All right. Um, here, don't I have a, I have some type of sound effect. Gobble, gobble. <laughs> That's my peacock. A mixture of that and uh, this. Uh, but look, Hey, 
Shout out to Shaheem Holloway and and one of the best stories in in recent sports history. First 15 seed ever. Uh, Oral Roberts was pretty fucking close a year ago. Max Aismas missed a, a jumper at the or three at the buzzer that it was halfway down. But uh, Peacocks, Hurricane, I'm on them. All right, and uh, yeah, appreciate everyone out there uh, who's been following us along this whole season. We will still have you covered for the final four, and. Uh, obviously the national championship and the off season with the coaching carousel, just crazy. And the transfer portal, college sports, NIL, uh, it's, it's wild. It's a year round thing. Now also, uh, we got the NIT what Monday NIT that's going on. I think the championship classics done. I think we have the, this. Yeah. I think it's just down to NIT, right? I think it's NIT and, 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 and what is it? CBI, right? Well, uh, all of our picks are posted every day, guys, sports podcast.com. And also on the SGPN app, which is free to download in the app store and Google play store. You'll get access to all of our picks and podcast. So go grab that thing. Uh, I made some money in the NIT, some good money. There's value and there's gold in them. there NIT Hills. All right. So check that out. And uh, yeah, we got you covered. Let's enjoy a great weekend of hoops. Um, you can find me on Twitter at the Colby D the college basketball experience is on Twitter at TCE on SGPN and the sports gambling podcast networks on Twitter at the SGP network. Give them all a follow and yeah, happy, uh, happy elite eight and, and early final four weekend. Let's do this. Let's do this folks. All right. This is the college basketball experience elite eight preview and picks episode for Sunday. You better start thinking about yours and we out of here. You come from an undone under.